You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Listen to Spurs Cast, episode 508. My name is Paul Garcia and I am the host of Spurs Cast. Joining me for this episode 508 is Project Spurs' Colin Reed. Colin, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing very well. So it's it's been quite a while since I recorded Spurs Cast. Um, you know, listeners, we do know that it's the doldrums of the off season where there's not a lot of news coming going around right now, so we are kind of taking some periodic breaks before we record each episode. Um, so, Colin, the last time I recorded was way back on August second with Michael DeLeon, and now there's been there's just been a few um, you know news rumors that have gone around uh, that that kind of um, have an implication on this roster. So let's go ahead and get down here uh, into this podcast. We have four main topics that we're going to go ahead and um, ta- you know discuss in this episode. You and I are recording this on a Wednesday evening, so. Just uh, you know, providing the timestamps to let listeners know, you know, if we discuss something in some news breaks in the following, you know, next forty-eight hours or next week, just know that that this was recorded on Wednesday. So, that, Colin, the biggest news that came out today uh, was Manu Ginobili. Um, you know, he's actually considering, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN.com, he's seriously considering retiring. Now, this is this kind of came as a surprise to me, um, you know, because I, I originally, I think we both had that 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 feeling that Manu was probably going to come back just based on the body of work that he put forth last year. You know, statistically, he's still one of the better shooting guards coming off the bench in the league. He can compete with these young guys. Uh, he has a vital role for the Spurs. I mean, it's not like Pop's just going to bring Arcia bringing him back just to say be a be a you know like Matt Bonner's role, just be in the locker room. Manu is actually like part of this team. Like he gets core minutes, and they need his productivity. So I personally didn't think that he would weigh retirement that seriously this summer. Um, but now, you know, Woj is saying here that, that he's really considering retiring. Um, you know, they're, they're, Woj says that in their reporting that uh, he's going to meet with Coach Pop sometime this week or in the coming days, he said. Uh, he says that he's been working out at the Spurs' practice, practice facility regularly after he came back from vacation um, and that the Spurs do indeed want him back for a 17th season. 
Uh, and, you know, he definitely has a guaranteed roster spot of $2.5 million on his contract. But it does sound, though, considering the, the time that has passed now, this is the, the longest Manu has ever gone in the offseason without making an announcement that he probably he, he is right now looking at retiring. What do you think about the latest news regarding Manu? Yeah, it came as a surprise to me as well. And for the same reason that you had uh, mentioned, just because actually the past couple of summers I'd gone into it thinking that that was probably Manu's last year, especially last summer. And I think that was kind of the sentiment around San Antonio in general. Uh, I was there at that Warriors game four in uh, the last game of the uh, 2017 playoffs for the Spurs. And the, the general feel was that was Manu's last game in San Antonio. And then obviously he came back and kind of how well he played and what he meant to this team while they're in turmoil and kind of maybe how he reacted to the turmoil. And now that that situation is resolved, I feel like a lot of people, um, including ourselves and including maybe even some of the plugged in people who have just given little hints, strongly felt like Manu would come back. But, but kind of like what you said, just how long he's taken to think about this. I think it's, it's a very big decision in his mind. He doesn't want to come back and just not contribute you know he knows that that roster spot's there for him he knows that the spurs want him there but he doesn't want to just come back just to be back and just to have that roster spot he wants to contribute so i think that these next couple days as he's talking to pop will will mean a lot and i think that might go to say maybe that he's kind of starting because he has been practicing in the spurs workout facility um maybe how he's felt in these workouts leading up to there maybe where his body hasn't been responding the way that he has wanted it to um in these workouts and maybe you know he's taken so long because he's been working out and trying to see maybe if it's just a little thing that he's feeling or if he really isn't feeling himself and he's probably kind of using that as a feel out period but I think that um, this talk with pop obviously will be huge uh, which is I think our third big pop talk in two summers yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think that uh, we'll have more clarity probably a week from now we'll have our answer yeah most likely there was a report I remember at the start of this week before this news came out that, that you know he was de- that, that I think it was his brother had said he might make a decision sometime this week so you know it, it's getting closer to whether or not he's going to make that decision um, I think one part that a lot of us well, at least myself, I don't take into consideration, but even other like sports, you know, fans and media and stuff is the is the family aspect of this. You know, you saw. I think this is the the, the one summer where he's probably been the most. Um, I wouldn't say. Uh, how, how would you say? I guess public with his family. Like he's he basically tweeted a lot during this summer. You know, I think he him and his family went on vacation to a to uh, Canada it looked like they were that they were at all different spots on, on Twitter and Instagram you know his kids his wife so that's another that's another appeal is that it's not just the Spurs you know the NBA side it's also his family you know maybe it's maybe he's at that age now where he, his kids are young he still wants to see them grow up you know he doesn't want to be on the road 41 times a year you know in different arenas and then you know his family's here back in San Antonio so so that's another part of it I think a lot that I think that some people don't take into consideration is the family the, the, the aspect of that is that maybe he is weighing you know maybe I, even though I can still play right now maybe I, I do want to spend these these you know these crucial years with my with my family so that's something to watch is uh you know we'll keep an eye on on what manu decides to do uh like we mentioned last time when colin was here was like you know he doesn't really have to say anything if he's going to come back he can just show up to training camp in late september but if he does make some sort of announcement it basically means that he might most likely be retiring is what Woj is reporting here so uh again we're recording this on wednesday uh, august 22nd so if he does make some sort of um decision within the next week like colin mentioned you know that's that's why uh we're discussing this topic now all right colin let's go ahead and move into our second topic uh that's kind of um going around the interweb this week and it, that's uh the spurs second round draft pick nemanja dangubich um he's been uh, posting some 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 photos on uh on instagram and twitter of him working out in, in the spurs practice facility 
Now, I was a little shocked to, to see that at first because I, I thought that he was still under contract with his, with his Serbian team, Servina Zvezda. Uh, I, I remember he was in San Antonio earlier this summer around June, and they had just said, uh, according to one article, that he was just here to get some like medical updates and kind of just check on his, uh, on his rehab for one of his injuries that he had at the end of the season. But then I started doing some digging and looking at some, you know, it's very tough with these, um, you know, the Serbian media uh, and overseas media with, with different languages to kind of tr- um, translate those those kind of articles. But basically the gist of what I got what I got out of reading some of this background on him lately is that they offered him uh, Servina's Vezda two different types of contract extensions to stay with the team. And he actually declined both of them is what is what I saw uh, or what I read in, in my interpretation of those, that translation. So if that's true and, and he does not appear on their roster right now, Servina's Vezda, it does mean most likely that he's a, that he's an unrestricted free agent right now. Uh, his agent was the one who even um, t- um, promoted that picture on Twitter of him shooting in the Spurs' workout facility. So just some background on Dan Gubic. Um, he was a, a 54th pick in tw- 2014. Uh, he's a really good three-point shooter. If you watch his games from overseas with, with Servinas Vizda uh, in the in the Euro League last year, he he knocked down forty-six point eight percent of his threes. Uh, overall, in his career in the Euro League, he he's he's a thirty-eight percent three-point shooter. Uh, he's still twenty-five years old, so he's kind of at that age now for an international prospect of whether he needs to make that decision of giving the NBA a shot or you know continue to play overseas. So right now. There's been no kind of um, reporting yet that, that the Spurs are going to offer him a contract or, or, you know, there's any kind of negotiations right now. But from what we know is that he is a free agent, most likely, and he's and he was working out uh, here in San Antonio. And the Spurs do own his draft rights, which means he can't sign with any other NBA team. Um, some other news, Colin, is uh, Darren Hilliard. Last week, uh, he signed with Saski Basconia over in Spain. That's the team where um, Adam Hanga used to play. And that's the team where Davis Bertans came from before he joined the Spurs. So Hilliard, the Spurs did want him back on the qualifying offer for 1.3 million. They had a two-way qu- contract um, qualifying offer out for him, but it looks like he probably wasn't able to get you know a, a competitive deal with another NBA team to make the Spurs match uh, to get an actual 15th roster spot. So it looks like he's taken um, you know he's decided to go sign overseas professionally. So that basically means that the Spurs have two open two-way spots right now, plus they have that extra spot. Um, Colin, just based on the, what you've heard here, is what do you think the Spurs still might do with that 15th roster spot right now? Well, I think that a lot of it depends on if Manu retires or not, because I, I they have gone into the season with 13 roster spots uh, filled. We have seen that. I think that was two years ago when actually they had Livio John Charles signed to a guaranteed contract and they actually waived him. Yeah. Um, I think that was the year that that happened. But uh, usually they go in with 14 roster spots filled and they like to keep that last spot flexible so if Manu retires I do think that they try to fill at least one of those spots and then I do think that kind of just how closely they've worked with the Austin Spurs they're trying to fill both of those two-way spots um one free agent and, and I might have totally I kind of stepped out for a bit so maybe I completely missed him getting signed if Manu does retire is Jamal Crawford still a free agent he is still a, a free agent there's been uh, little rumors of Golden State having interest of Philadelphia but yeah, he's still free agent. Jamal yeah. Crawford, surprisingly, at this point. So I, mean, I wonder if the Spurs have interest if Manu retires in a player like Jamal Crawford. I, I'm not sure. But I know that there's also a lot of their own guys that they have draft rights to that they would want to bring into camp. I know that um, Blossom Game has kind of been someone mentioned. He maybe is someone that would get a two-way contract. But maybe if there's two open roster spots, they're willing to take a bigger swing on him and have him just kind of be on the roster. So they, they have a lot of options. Um, I think if there's 14 spots, they probably just stay where they are and sign two two-way players but if another roster spot opens they probably try to fill at least one of them 
Yeah, and that's something to watch with Dan Gubich, in my opinion, is uh, I think that, you know, they're kind of evaluating where's his game at right now. Is it worth giving him maybe a training camp invite or even a, even a roster spot uh, with him right now? And then another another player um, that we didn't mention was Chemezi Metu. Um, you know, last week I had checked, and on the Spurs' official website, he's, his picture's on there with the jersey number seven, but he hasn't officially signed a contract. Now, now that doesn't mean that he's on the team yet because uh, Jaron Blossom game, who you mentioned, was kind of in that situation last year where they had his, his photo online, I think, or his information, but he never actually signed it uh, you know, with the Spurs. He ended up in Austin. So we don't quite know yet either what's going to happen with Jaron Blossom game or Chemezi Metu. Maybe one of those two guys uh, gets either one of those two-way spots or uh, one of those vacant roster spots, that 15th spot, or the um, if Mata retires, that 14th spot. So right now, like basically, the, the the roster is kind of um you know outside of Manu waiting. They're waiting on a decision from Manu. The, the Spurs do have 14 guaranteed contracts right now, including Manu if he comes back. And if he doesn't, then there's 13, and then plus they can they can add up to 20 players for training camp. Uh, but they gotta wait. They gotta have it down to 15 by the start of the regular season. Okay, Colin and I are going to take a quick break, and then we are going to be right back. This podcast is brought to you by ADT. When it comes to something as important as your family safety, you need real protection with ADT. What does real protection mean for you? Well, real protection means you can get all of the latest innovation in smart home security from ADT combined with 24-7 monitoring from the most trusted name in home security. You'll get a team of professionals designing and installing a secure smart home just for you, including 18,000 employees safeguarding you and your family, along with a connection to first responders. Your secure smart home includes everything from video doorbells and indoor and outdoor cameras to smart locks and lights controlled from the ADT Go app or the sound of your voice. You can also get professionally monitored carbon monoxide and smoke detectors. Everything is custom designed to fit your home, all from the nation's number one smart home security provider. You can even get safety on the go in the car or when the kids are at school with the ADT Go app with an SOS button. Ready to learn more? Visit ADT.com backslash podcast to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you. Thank you for listening to SpursCast, episode 508. I'm Paul Garcia, and I am joined by Colin Reed of ProjectSpurs.com. If you're on Twitter, please follow Colin at ColinReedPS. Okay, for our last segment, SpursCast listeners, Colin and I are going to go ahead and um, uh, go through, just have a little discussion about the Spurs' schedule that came out uh, recently. Um, we're going to kind of just uh, go through what the what the projections have for the Spurs and then what we what we think they're going to finish as, uh, you know, early on, even though it's only August still. It's not even, um, you know, October yet when the season started. So so initially, Colin, the um, Vegas, basically, when they first came out, they had the Spurs, you know, projected to win 43 and a half games. You know, a lot of fans here in town, they did get upset, you know, that, that, that you know, you're getting... You, you, they basically didn't have Kawhi Leonard last year and they won 47 uh, and now they're getting a better player, you know, not a better player, but a healthier player this season, at least, um, in DeMar DeRozan, who who was an all NBA team member at an all-star. Uh, and, you know, you're getting you're getting a year or two of Rudy Gay, who says he's 100 percent healthy now. Um, you know, you have LaMarcus, who's who's an all NBA player. Uh, so, so they and then, you know, DeJounte Murray coming off that, that strong sophomore season where he became an all defensive player. Um, so so the Spurs have a lot of talent, it looks like. But the, the numbers don't. You know, according to Vegas and different um, statistical projections, it doesn't seem. It seems that the fit isn't quite there. That they're gonna, they don't have the offensively. They don't have the spacing. They don't have a lot of those three point shooters. And if those three point shooters are on the roster, like a Marco Bellinelli or Bryn Forbes, well then they're, they might be liabilities on defense, and vice versa on defense. You know, a lot of these players aren't known for their defensive attributes, like Demar Derozan. When you lost guys like Kyle Anderson and Danny Green, so so right now. Uh, when it first came out, the projections, uh, the Spurs were, were um, 
you know, projected to win 43 and a half games. I just checked as of August 20th, and according to Westgate uh, and BetOnline.ag, the Spurs are projected right now to win 44 and a half games. So they, so Vegas has given them one more game. It's still pretty low from what we will from the team that that finished last year. You know, 47 wins, and that would put them ninth in the West. So right now, basically, 44 and a half games. The Spurs are projected to win over under and ninth in the West. Uh, so what I asked Colin to do with Spurs cast listeners before this episode was I told him to kind of just simulate the Spurs schedule, you know, give a projection for where he thought they would finish being, you know, and being honest about it. You know, if there's a back to back, you know, do we think that pop my rest of players or do you think they'll just be too tired and they might lose that second game? Those kind of scenarios we took into account. So we each basically went through all 82 games on our own. And now we're going to kind of just go through our projections. So Colin, after going through all 82 games on the Spurs' schedule, uh, how do you think they're going to finish based on your projections? So I had them going uh, 49 and 33. Um, there was a lot of those games that were really close, though. I kind of wanted to go back through and like mark my confidence level on each one of them and kind of see which ones were 50-50s. I ended up not doing that. But there was a lot of them that really could go either way, um, like at Portland. it's kind of they're, they're one of those teams that's kind of an enigma. They finished third, but they were kind of a – like not as strong as a normal third seed in the West last year. Um, there's a whole lot of teams in the West with like what they could be. The range is super far apart, and since they play West teams more often than not, it uh, that was kind of hard to determine. Um, but the end of their schedule was kind of kind of I think helped prop them up to that 49 and 33 for me. Okay, and I'm very close where you're at as well. I actually finished with them a 52 and 30, and and that's assuming. I mean, these are assuming that that every you know everybody's healthy, that there's no major injuries. I actually went 52 and 30 in my projection, and I could see definitely you know a few more losses here or there. I could see somewhere in the window of 48 to 52 wins is my is my projection here. So that's kind of right there with you in 49, and you know when when this when the uh, over under first came out at 43 and a half. It kind of made sense where, you know, a lot of this, just the, the, um, the assumption was, oh, the West is tougher, you know, more talent went West, LeBron went to the West, uh, Boogie Cousins is now joining the Warriors. You know, there's all these different, you know, scenarios where it seems like the West did get tougher, which, which is true, but it's, it's almost like there, there, there's really just like these, these few, very few stacked teams where you, where it almost looks like automatic losses against them. And then there's the, there's a lot of teams, like you mentioned, where the Spurs are kind of jumbled in there with them, where it could be a 50, 50, uh, win loss either way with those teams. And then, and then what happened was a lot of the teams in the East, they're actually like really bad. Like you can almost look at automatic wins for the Spurs and those. So, so some notes that I wrote, you know, why I might, why I put 52 and 30, just like you, I mentioned the end of the all-star break, you know, after, after uh, February 27th in Detroit, uh, no, sorry, after um, February 12th in Memphis, the Spurs have, um, you know, the Spurs have, have uh, 23 games left in, left on their schedule. And I projected them to go 16 and seven. You said you did too, right? Yeah, just right around. That. I think it was uh, looking at kind of where I had it, maybe uh, eighteen and five. It was yeah, something like that. that. So yeah. sixteen and seven, eighteen and five. And the reason why we're saying this with a lot of confidence is because you got to look at the teams that they're going to play. They're playing. They get the Knicks twice, and at that point, you know, if the Knicks definitely aren't probably in the playoff picture, they're probably tanking at that point. They're getting Brooklyn, who might be tanking. Uh, Detroit, who knows how their, how their season t- turns out. They get Atlanta twice, a team that's definitely probably going to be. Uh, in, in the lottery, they get Dallas at that point. Maybe the Mavs aren't as competitive, and they're trying to go for for lottery balls. Uh, 
Then you have, uh, yeah, I mentioned the Knicks. You have uh, Miami. Maybe they're not having a good season. Charlotte, maybe they've caught it a year. Even Cleveland, you know, losing LeBron and, you know, all that talent, you know, then now all of a sudden they almost look like an easy win for the Spurs. Uh, and the Spurs do get Cleveland twice. Then you get Washington. So there's a lot of games against the Eastern Conference teams that the Spurs do play after the All-Star break that I think it's going to be a huge swing in projecting whether they go from like seventh or eighth to maybe fourth or fifth out west. I think that's going to be a huge crucial part of their schedule especially how how tough the beginning is and and kind of what i mentioned was like outside of golden state houston and boston do you do you see any other teams that are like automatic you know the spurs may not beat those teams and i either home or away yeah i think the only the two that come to mind and they're like question marks right now are the thunder and the jazz um the thunder i know they were starting to really get hot before andre robertson went down um, and they were just kind of clicking, and then once he went down, it all fell apart. Um, and I think now that they are kind of, they know what they are, they know what their game plan is, they'll have him back in the rotation, that might help a lot. And then the Jazz, you know, there was a lot of talk last offseason about the Heat that went 11-30 and 30 in the first half, and then 30-11 and 11 the second half of the season two years ago. And there was a bunch of talk of, like, are they who they were at the beginning of the year? Are they who they were at the end of the year? Oh, it's maybe somewhere in the middle. And I feel like that talk has kind of happened about the Jazz. But I feel like with the Jazz, so much of their struggles early last season were injuries. And if they are who they were at the end of last season, they're going to be a really, really good team. And I think they might be, like, the prohibitive third team in the West that – I mean, they gave the Spurs a lot of trouble last year. I think that they just might be one of those teams that's built to give the Spurs trouble – but, I mean, other than that, I think everything, even even Philly is up in the air. You know, I, even maybe the Raptors. I think some of those teams that you would look at right away and assume, I think for me, it, it would probably be the Jazz. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, after, um, you know, Golden State, Houston, and, and Boston, it almost looks even according to Vegas' projections that those teams can't be up in the air. Uh, you know, according to projections right now, Golden State should finish uh, first 62 and a half, uh, where this is just the West. Uh, Houston, 55 wins. OKC, uh, 50 wins. And then the Jazz, 49 you have the Lakers at fifth at 48 and a half wins, and then the, the Nuggets at 47 and a half. And then from there, basically, uh, you know, the, the Spurs are jum- uh, jumbled in there with um, with uh, New Orleans, with Minnesota, with Portland. They're all kind of in that in that little area all together. So that, that's kind of where that kind of makes reminds me more of so of like, you know, how does the schedule break for some of the teams? And then how do the injuries break for some of those teams? And like you said, like even like Philly, uh, Toronto, you know, if, if those games were here in San Antonio, I, ha- I have confidence that the Spurs might beat those teams. Um, Houston, I mean, not Houston, uh, OKC and Utah, if they're here playing here in San Antonio. I think that the Spurs have a really good shot at getting wins there. Uh, I think one of the team that it might be just a bias on my end from the from the past few years is I didn't give enough credit to Memphis. I, I just I almost assume this Spurs team is still good enough to kind of get get a lot of those wins against the Grizzlies. Maybe I got to see it to believe it. You know, they, they did get more talent on their team. They got, they're going to get a healthy Mike Conley. Uh, they added um, Jaron Jackson. The, uh, the, the, I think he was like the third or fourth pick in the draft. Uh, they also added, um, uh, what's his name, Kyle Anderson from the Spurs. So, so the, ja- the the Memphis looks like a better team on paper, but it's for me, it's more so I got to see it first. It play out. I think the Dal- Dallas is also supposed to be a little bit better. Uh, right now, Vegas has them to finish with 34 and a half wins. So maybe them too, I didn't give enough credit. Or, or that that respect level, I guess, for the Spurs to, to to lose to those two teams. So so we will see how it, how it breaks out. Um, and you know, there's just a lot of what I would call almost easy wins for the Spurs. You know, as long as they're they're focused in that game. You got Phoenix still. You got Orlando, Sacramento, Chicago, Brooklyn. Depending on the, the point of the season, which the Spurs do play them later in the season, uh, the Knicks, Atlanta, and, and Cleveland. There's a lot of you know teams that the Spurs can definitely stack some wins against. Uh, did you have any more comments regarding the schedule? 
Yeah, I think I think that just about covers it. I think the other, and I forgot about it until just now, I actually had them splitting the series with them. I think the other sneaky team this year to watch out for is maybe Milwaukee with a new coaching staff. You know, Giannis is kind of entering his prime prime. And uh, that was another team that I thought the first game that they play in Milwaukee is in November, so that might be like if they come out real hot. Um, but, I mean, that's another team that I think – I mean, that's two games a year, and I had them splitting it either way. But I also had the same thing with you on the Grizzlies – Kind of as a funny anecdote, I was just writing down the letters on wins and losses, like just, you know, in order. I didn't have, like, the teams they played or anything. And I had, like, I counted it up, and I got to 81, so I was trying to see where I went wrong. And I had the Grizzlies, and I got there, and there was an L. And I was like, wait, so I must have messed up here. And I was like, wait, no, I actually put an L for the Grizzlies. Like, yeah, <laughs> like when I was thinking about it, like, I gave them the credit, but when I was going back through, I forgot that they're going to be a lot better this year than they were last year. Yeah, I can't even see if I gave myself, if I gave Memphis any wins here. Yeah, and, yeah so, um See, two teams that kind of made that I struggled with in terms of evaluating whether they're going to be good or not is uh, Detroit and Milwaukee. Right. Again, two two very similar rosters from last season. They really didn't make huge player upgrades. Actually, like you look at Milwaukee, they kind of got a little bit worse because they lost uh, Jabari Parker. They did get Brooke Lopez. Same thing for Detroit. You know, they have like their, they finally have a healthy Blake Griffin for a season, but then they also have those coaching changes. You know, Coach Bud in a, in a Milwaukee, and then you have a, um, a Coach Casey now in Detroit. So I, you know, I. You know, so so it's more so. You know, how do those kind of teams shake out with the with those new coaches um, at the helm with very similar rosters? Um, before we, we we close up Spurs Cast episode five hundred eight, I just have one more question. We kind of got through our through our agenda here on, on for the for the episode, but I have one question I want to throw it out to you, Colin, that that I that I brought up to Mike last time, um, and and it depend it deals with Pau Gasol's contract. You know, I kind of just went through all the numbers and how he basically is kind of viewed as an expiring contract this year. Just in your opinion, before the trade deadline in February, do you think that there's a chance that they they uh, trade him for some sort of player on an expiring contract? I do, and I think especially if they're kind of – I think both of us have them in that where the, begin, from the beginning of the year to the All-Star break is tough for them. Mm-hmm. They probably don't look great, which makes a lot of sense when you think about like star players coming to the Spurs, which we actually have some history for now. They don't usually start off great. And the beginning of the schedule is also very tough for them. So I think that they could be in a spot where it's like, we need a push to make the playoffs. And now with the the trade deadline moved to where it is, they could definitely be like, we should go out and get someone that might be available. And it won't be like, you know, a superstar world changer type player, but it would just be someone who can maybe move the needle from like missing to making, <laughs> which yeah. might be a small change to make. Um, I, I do think that too. And I know you had, you had written a lot about this. I know, Earlier in the summer when I was looking at it, just because I know only like six million of his contract is guaranteed next summer, they mm-hmm. could wave and stretch him next summer, right? But I think yeah. uh, just because they could wave and stretch him and they have that option, that might make it a lot easier for them to trade his contract. Like you said, maybe with we had talked about this before with like a first round pick to try to get an expiring player in return. Yeah, and exactly. There's there's going to be quite a few wings on expiring teams. Uh, you know, once uh, if, if those teams that that they're on right now don't finish out their seasons the way they're hoping to. If, if they end up going for for tanking route, then those a lot of those wing players can be available. Um, so, yeah, so so thank you, Colin, for joining me for episode 508. SpursCast listeners, again, if you're on Twitter, please follow him. His Twitter handle is at ColinReadPS. Um, so just to close up this show real quick, uh, if you have any questions, send them to hashtag SpursCast. Uh, visit us online on Twitter, at Project Spurs, at ATLeague underscore NBA, at the SpursCast, and at Project Spurs Network. Visit us at ProjectSpurs.com, analyzing league.com and ProjectSpurs.net. And if you're on iTunes listening, please leave us a rating and review. Thank you. Have a great day.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.